0: Hello, STEM Nation, Jeff here, and welcome to episode number 93 of STEM on Fire, where we interview practicing professionals in the area of science, technology, engineering, and math to help guide students interested in STEM careers. If you like what you hear, please share it with a friend. Now let's get fired up today with our guest, Alessandro, and I hope our chat will help net your passion towards a STEM career. Alessandro earned a PhD in biomedical engineering and a master's in mechanical engineering, and is a professor and chairman of the Department of Nanomedicine at the Houston Methodist Research Institute. Welcome to the show, Alessandro. Fill in any gaps and share a bit of your personal life.
1: Hello, Jeff. How are you? Thank you for having me on the program today. Um, you said it just right. I had a mechanical engineering master and a PhD in biomedical engineering. And I've been focusing my entire career on nanotechnology for medicine and in particular for drug delivery.
0: Yeah, welcome, Alessandro. And um, yeah, let's let's... Dig right in here. So you know you've got kind of a pretty awesome background, doing a lot of research. And I was looking at your LinkedIn account with the uh, immunotherapy, transport, onco-physics, implantable drug delivery, all that the nanoparticle stuff, which I think is kind of interesting because it's it's probably a lot of folks out there don't really understand what that really is. Can you help STEM Nation? You know, think of juniors, seniors, and high schools trying to figure out what can I do with a STEM degree. Um, What can you do in in, in nanoparticles, or what is nanoparticles?
1: So nanoparticles is just one of the field of nanotechnologies or nanomedicine. So nanoparticles is the development of these little tiny little engineer molecule that come together and form some uh, form of matter, so of uh, of a substance that can be used for a number of different applications. So the beauty of nanotechnology is that you can engineer matter at such a small scale so that a matter start having peculiar properties can, that can be used in medicine, that can be used in chemistry, or in many other different applications. However, the field of nanotechnology is much broader than that. It's not just nanoparticles, but it involves also uh, nanomaterials, nanocoating, coating of different other materials. It involves also nanofluidics, which is exactly what I'm doing. So, which is the field that studies the fluid transport. Or the application of the fluid transport in channels—they are very, very small, about 20,000 times smaller than the width of human hair—and so this is exactly what my laboratory focuses on. And uh, I think there is a lot of potential for new discoveries in this field still.
0: So, Alessandro, you've got a mechanical engineering degree and a biomedical engineering uh, PhD. So, why did you not go for biomedical engineering as your undergrad? Why did you go mechanical?
1: Well, I was uh, very passionate about mechanical objects in particular because I, I spent my uh, teenage life in racing, uh, cycling, and so from there I really got the passion of mechanical engineering as well as uh um everything that I had to do with kind of devices and technologies um, so I started my my degree in mechanical engineering I completed my master but then I realized that rather than going into um, what I kind of call like called mechanical engineering I really wanted to apply this type of knowledge into life science. I wanted to use all of this knowledge into, something that has to do with life and therefore I kind of really like the idea of moving from mechanical engineering pure mechanical engineering to biomedical engineering.
0: So Alessandro, so thinking of the junior seniors out there in high school that are you know wondering it's like, "Boy, is this something that that would interest me?" What what would you say to a high school student on if you're thinking this way, you know, nanotechnology or biomedical um, engineering might be a path for you? Something about something maybe we don't know about it that would really fire somebody up.
1: Well, uh, biomedical engineering and nanotechnology and nanomedicine really are a broad field with an enormous range of opportunities. So we are, obviously, I'm focused on medicine, uh, on the application of nanotechnology to medicine, but The field is very broad, involves chemistry, physics, uh, material science, uh, as well as uh, mathematics and and so forth, biology of course. So um, whoever is interested in potentially develop a career in research and with application that go beyond the conventional type of uh, uh, engineering application in the industry. Well, there is a great set of opportunity right here in this field of nanotechnology. So I would certainly um, suggest for people that have the curiosity and they have the creativity to develop and research and perform research to uh, move forward and try to explore this further.
0: Would a, a master's degree suffice? In other words, just get your, your bachelor's and then a master's? Or is a PhD pretty much required?
1: No, a PhD is not just required. We have uh, um, students that come from even just a bachelor and they start doing some research in the laboratory as early as after completion of their bachelor degree. Uh, of course, master's and PhD are welcome at different levels in the in their career, of course. But there is a great number of opportunity, even again from uh, the undergrad uh, level to perform a number of internship and get to know this this field very well by just hands-on, really working in the laboratory and working with uh, a different type of uh, science uh, and uh, scientific fields.
0: All right. Thanks for that. Yep. So students, you know, you don't have to go all the way to the PhD level, right? You can start doing research as an undergrad and, you know, maybe get some more fine-tuning and focus and, and going for your master's. And Alessandro, what is what is one thing that you don't think we know about the, the nano world or drug delivery or the small 3D printing that you think would be really interesting for STEM Nation to know?
1: Well, again, this is a, an opportunity to study and to develop new engineering technologies with a different view uh, onto the, the, the scientific world. So nanotechnology, as I mentioned before, offer an invaluable opportunity to leverage some of the physics that occurs at this very small scale. So at the very small nanoscopic scale, you have interaction between molecules and fluids, for example, they are different than what happens at the larger scale. Uh, in a macroscopic scale or where where we are used to think uh, about uh, general engineering application. So there is a lot of discovery that is still needed, um, a lot of opportunities for discoveries. And so these are really key for whoever wants to enter in the field, whoever has really the curiosity uh, to apply himself or herself in developing a new type of science this is exactly the field to get into.
0: And what would a day, I know there's no typical day in these type of environments, but what would a day look like for somebody who, who went down this path, let's say got their BS or their their master's degree, and they're working, let's say, in your lab, Alessandro, what would a day look like for
1: them? So the day looks very much like getting into the lab and spend a lot of time Uh, learning new techniques, instrumentation that can range from, again, equipment from chemistry, physics. Uh, We do a lot of electronics as well, Uh, use uh, computer science, so informatics, to really take all of these different disciplines and merge them together. So it is, is a learning process. It's mostly a learning process, especially at the beginning. And you really get to know many different aspects of laboratory world, uh, as well as, uh, of course, the experiments that they were performed on a daily basis. So this is the beginning of a career into science, and uh, I would say that it's very, very important to start as early as possible, maybe through internship in different laboratories, to really gain all of this uh, broad overview of all the techniques and all the skill set that is required for succeeding in this career.
0: All right. Thanks for that, Alessandro. And we're going to get very specific here. And I'm going to ask you a question about what really has you fired up today?
1: Well, uh, right now in this moment uh, in my career, I am really, really fired up about the opportunity to uh, really work with cells. Cells as a drug delivery technology. So cells have their ability in, in our body to really sense biological stimuli and respond with the secretion of other molecules that could be therapeutics. So there really is an opportunity right now in the, in the field of medicine, as an example, to use cells, use this natural component uh, to mo- and engineer it in a way that it can be sensing a biological uh, stimulation and responds with the secretion and production of another molecule that could be therapeutic. So this is opposed to uh, treat patients with pills or injections or other, or other system. The idea is again, there is an opportunity to take cells, put them inside of the body and let them do the work for you in treating the patients whenever is needed, only when it's needed, and at the time at the, in, in the location where it's needed. So I think this is a very hot area of research right now and there is a lot of potential for new technologies developing down the line. Uh, in medicine
0: so it sounds like if there's if there's folks out there that are interested in the medicine side but maybe don't want to become a doctor um there's there's tons of of availability of understanding the human body understanding the cell nature applying that with physics applying that with with chemistry taking kind of all the sciences and, and putting them all in one is, is kind of what it sounds like
1: yes it's absolutely correct um My laboratory is formed by a very multidisciplinary group of individuals. We have individuals that come obviously from biology, from cancer biology, from electrical engineering, from physics and chemistry and formulation chemistry. So it's, it's a very diverse and multidisciplinary environment. And this is what makes it very, very special. Uh, in fact, they all collaborate together and they bring <laughs> their own expertise and their own ideas to the development of the project further. So it, it, it is a great uh, environment where you don't need to know everything of every sort of discipline, but you really bring your own knowledge and you merge it with the knowledge of everybody else.
0: Yeah, so STEM Nation, if this sounds interesting to you, you can you can go into the show notes on stemonfire.com and the link uh, for Alessandro will be up there. You can click on the link and, and do a little background and, you know, maybe connect with him and ask him a couple questions and I'm sure he'd be willing to help.
1: Absolutely. I will be very happy to answer any question if I know the answer. <laughs> yeah,
0: absolutely. and. Alessandro, we're going to go on to an aha moment. We're going to go to a story. You know, could you take us to a time where you had an incredible aha moment and and maybe how you turned that into success?
1: Well, I actually had two aha moments uh, in my life, I would say. The first one was uh, more more basic, I would say. I was spending most of my time uh, during college, at the beginning of college, training for bicycle racing. That's what I was doing at the time and I wasn't taking a uh, school very seriously and so the first aha moment was when my mother actually told me that either I was getting serious studying or I had to find myself a job and then my aha moment was when I really realized that by studying I, I could actually you know complete my my degree as well as I was really loving what I was uh, was I was learning so there was a great realization but uh, second uh, Aha moment was toward the end of my master degree when I was uh, wondering uh, what to do next, uh, which is, which happens very often to many many students. And uh, I, was, uh, uh, I participated to a talk from Dr. Mauro Ferrari, who's one of the pioneers in uh, biomedical nanotechnologies. And uh, that talk that really presented uh, all the, the field of nanotechnology, was really a game changer for me. It really switched my, uh, my thinking of what to do next, and I immediately realized that that was the field that I wanted to develop a career in. And, uh, and in fact, my career started with contacting Dr. Ferrari and, and getting involved with his laboratory. So really, that was a very important aspect, and it was very surprising, of course. It, it happened out of the blue. I didn't know anything about nanotechnology before then. Uh, that really was an, op- uh, an eye open.
0: Yeah. yeah. So, STEM Nation, listen to what Alessandro is talking about here. Where, you know, he he did his he did his undergrad, he did his masters, and he didn't really have clarity on where he wanted to go until he came upon something kind of, I don't, you know, just out of the blue. Where it's like, oh man, this is it, right? So, don't be too concerned about. I'm in high school. and like, man, I don't know what I want to do. It's like, just what interests you go that direction and pivot along the way and just be open-minded to things that come along your way and then just take action on that.
1: Absolutely. And I would say the more you're exposed to different uh, adventure and different opportunities, the better because you expose yourself to um, a a set of different uh, uh, stimuli that, that may actually trigger something into you.
0: Yeah, and STEM Nation. So, you know, Alessandro, he's down in H- the Houston area. So, if you're in the Texas area and this is of interest to you, or, you know, maybe it's like, I just, I'm curious about it, you know, reach out and see maybe if you can get a tour of the lab and, you know, and take a look and go, oh, this is really cool or mm, not what I thought it would be. So, um, The other thing too is in order to do this, you do have to get through college and, you know, getting through college in these STEM degrees, it's, it's challenging. You really have to focus. And like Alessandro was saying is, you know, his focus was on cycling and then he decided, you know what, I need to, I need to go focus on the college. So other than, you know, focusing, not focusing on the cycling, Alessandro, what are some things that you'd wish you knew back when you were heading off into college to help you be successful that, you know, maybe of interest to STEM Nation here?
1: Well, certainly for, for STEM students that are interested, again, in the field of nanotechnology and nanomedicine, uh, that, that where, I'm, where I'm actually working, I definitely would advise them to take any good opportunity to travel, to travel the world, get to know different culture and perform internship in various laboratories as many as possible. Obviously, as long as they are meaningful, uh, meaning not internship that they are maybe just one month or so, but uh, as, as broad as possible. And again, get to know um, uh, many different areas in the world of nanotechnology or nanomedicine. And of course, establishing contact, start establishing contact with the various laboratory in the field. And uh, and while you do that, demonstrate your passion for what you do, because that is very, very important. Your passion and, of course, your proactiveness. Everything can happen for you if you demonstrate uh, creativity, passion and proactiveness. And so you can basically end up doing whatever you want uh, if if you are capable of showing this.
0: Yeah, and Alessandra, I'm going to add to that. So let's say that you you get an internship, and let's say you're, you're, you just finished up your freshman or sophomore year in college in, let's say, mechanical engineering or biomedical, and you get an internship in a lab, and your job is to clean the test tubes. You should be the best test tube cleaner there is, and just show your drive, and just be the best at whatever they're asking you to do the the folks will see that and go wow this person right they got drive they got grit they just do it right they don't complain they do what we ask them to do and they do the best they can at it and and that's something to take away don't don't think about oh this is menial this is below me you know just do the best you can at whatever task is in front of you
1: this is uh, absolutely a great advice and i would just add that on top of that while you're cleaning the tubes you can still look around and make sure that you get to understand exactly what the other people in the lab are doing, and maybe if you think about it thoroughly, you can come up with some good suggestion and demonstrate that you you will, you are available to do more than just cleaning tubes.
0: Yeah, and there's a quote by Jim Rohn. Um, he says that you are the average of the five people you hang around with, and if you're in a lab with you know five or plus people that are just way smarter than you, you're going to get elevated to that level, um, and that's just an awesome environment to be in.
1: Yes, I agree.
0: All right. And where are we going next? We were going to maybe one or two attributes that you think would help STEMers be successful when they graduate college.
1: Well, the first thing is, of course, the ability of really focusing on whatever you love. So you you really need to have an understanding. You need to have experience a little bit to understand what is your way, what is your path forward. And, and really engage in what you really love to do. That is very much important and, and, and as I said before, the creativity and commitment to what you do are really key to your success. So I think it really is is very, very important as we know completing uh, college as well, go, going through college and, and a PhD requires a lot of com- commitment. Um, But with determination and uh, never giving up, uh, you can always do whatever you are pursuing.
0: All right. And Alessandro, it is lightning round time. Are you ready?
1: Yes, absolutely.
0: What is the best piece of advice you've ever received?
1: Is uh, get serious and start studying. (laughs) That
0: sounds like that came from your mom when you were cycling.
1: (laughs) That's precisely.
0: And a personal habit that contributes to your success.
1: Well, uh, my personal habit was—it's uh, it, coming from again the determination and dedication that I that I had uh, in in training for sport and cycling—that carry forward, and and I think uh, being consistent and really be dedicated and focused that helps you whatever you're doing in life.
0: Yeah, and I want to just add a little bit to that. There's a book actually called Grit. I think it's by Angela Duckworth, and she talks about. In high school, if you stay with an activity and and you keep advancing in that activity and you develop that grit, that will help you throughout the entire life. And I think that's kind of what Alessandro is talking about there. Yes. And a favorite internet resource or phone app?
1: Well, I I may be a little boring here because I'm not a big fan of uh, various phone app or But on the internet, of course, my favorite one has been Google since the very beginning because it's, it's basically... What I use on a daily basis and what has helped me throughout my my career,
0: and a book you would recommend.
1: So the book that I would certainly recommend is called The Sky Below, and it's uh, written by a friend and astronaut Scott Parazinski. and uh, it really tells a story that may be very of interest to anybody that is actually going through college right now. And it tells all his story about his life and how he. He went from uh, being a student traveling the world from the Middle East to Europe to uh, United States and South America. And then from there, out of curiosity and uh, and, uh, of course his dedication and his desire for adventure, he he got himself into Olympic Games and then he went to Mount Everest and ended up uh, being an astronaut and, and a medical doctor on the International Space Station. I think it's really worth it to to read.
0: All right. And STEM Nation, you can check the show notes on stemonfire.com. The link to the book would be in there. And Alessandro, as we close down here, could you share a parting piece of guidance for STEM Nation? And then we'll say goodbye.
1: The only thing that I would like to share is really be determined and never give up.
0: All right. And Alessandro, with that, we will say goodbye. Goodbye
1: to you. Thank you. It was very nice talking to you today.
0: You're welcome. And thanks for being on. And I hope you enjoyed that chat today with Alessandro. Head over to stemonfire.com. Subscribe to the email list to up the latest happenings. And be sure to subscribe to the podcast on your favorite podcast player and share it with a friend. Until next time, I hope this chat is helping ignite your passion in STEM.